1: You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD
0: Smartcast.
1: Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor, Hindustan Times, and this is the Books and Authors podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. Today we have with us Tim Gurung, who is the author of Ayo Gorkhali, A History of the Gurkhas, which is a really very interesting book. Hi, Tim. Welcome to the show. Uh,
0: thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, it's my honor to be here. appreciate it.
1: You know, this book is like really interesting and, you know, it it gives a perspective on the Gurkhas that one didn't even suspect was so such a, it had such a, you know, that the community had such a complicated history. You know, and you've done a great service, I think, by, um, I don't know, bringing this. Yes, there have been earlier books about the Gurkhas, but this is, it's very readable and it's also, you've also written it for the non-Gurkha audience, I guess, you know.
0: As you know, Manjula, uh, there are probably many books written on the Gorkhas, mm-hmm. but uh, more, they are mostly from the outsider. Yes. As a result, it has become one-sided.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as you know, the Gorkha Insti- institution is over 200 years old, mm-hmm. yet there is no such book from the community, within the community. Okay. That's why... I try to I try my best as a author, as a guru,ng also as a ex Gurkha, to give a complete picture of the of the uh, story. That's why I I did this book. Yeah.
1: Mm. So you're the first Gurkha to write about the Gurkhas?
0: I think so because I haven't seen many books. Uh, there are some books written uh, by Nepalese, but it's in Nepali language. So Mm. that means that's only for the locals. It's not internationally available. Mm. And um, in the meantime, they also, because those are written by civilians, not the army, Gorkha family, uh, you know, Mm. those who has uh, military experience like me. Mm. Mm. So age of that, they don't have those uh, military dynamics inside Mm. the book. But for me, I'm not only from the Gorkhas community, I live into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Be, then I joined the army when I was mm-hmm. just 17. After that, I work in the army, then I retired. Then mm-hmm. I have been living for the last 40 years, I miss mean, my whole adult life overseas. Mm-hmm. That means I also know that I can combine both um, internal and outer um, uh, uh, perspective into the book. Uh, that's mm. that's why uh, I try to do it uh, in this book.
1: Yeah, and you have succeeded, you know. So talk about the research you did, you know, because you've done so much research.
0: Yes. Yeah, I started uh, this book in uh, 2017. And then at the time, I just had a very general idea, like, you know, writing a novel, a very short one, normal one, then just <laughs> give uh, one year to myself and finish it up then when i started researching the book you know i was so uh, stunned you know i was taken aback by the the vastness of this history you know mm-hmm. the more i researched the more i the more i found so mm-hmm. suddenly i felt a uh, pressure on my soldier. you know mm-hmm. if i didn't do a better job then uh, it would be unfair to uh my normally to me but uh, to my community but also my ancestor who has who had uh, contributed uh, so much for the country you know mm-hmm. that's why i got into it uh, grabbed my bag then i went to everywhere like uh, then uh, i went to uk i stayed one week in a gorkha museum then i went to burma uh, mm-hmm. then i went to malaysia then i went to singapore then i mm-hmm. since i have been in hong kong um, it's easier for me. I know most of the things about the Gorkhas mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Then I went back to Nepal for two times. The first time I just got a general things, uh, but uh, that wasn't enough. So I went back again after I finishing the book. Mm-hmm. Then I went back again and, and, and gathered a team of four people. Then I started from the east of Nepal to mm-hmm. west of Nepal, visiting east and most of the uh, villages from where the Gorkha came. Wow. So, And I met over 100, uh, almost 100 Gorkha veterans. Mm-hmm. And most of them were the uh, you know World War II veterans. Mm-hmm. Then I recorded their story. Mm-hmm. I talked with them. Then I mm-hmm. put them in the book. And uh, oh, then I was so proud of it that, you know, because... Uh, those those Gurkha veterans were almost well, all of them were over ninety years old, ninety mm-hmm. to one hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Then I was the I feel proud of myself that I was the first and probably the last one who mm-hmm. who uh, has uh, met them, talked with them, and recorded their story. You know, mm-hmm. so I will be also probably the last one who did that. So, at least their story wasn't lost with them, you know. So, yes. that was very important, a very, very, uh, that was very happy moment for me, for me, a you know, very satisfying moment for me. So, mm-hmm. I was able to put their story on the book, and I think that was the one of the greatest moments of my research, <laughs> mm-hmm. thing, you know, while researching the book. And I spent almost, um, uh, three and a half. And now it's almost four years on this book to uh, come out. It took mm-hmm. almost four years.
1: Now, talking about these World War II veterans, you know, also it's a great service you've done in the sense of bringing out their story of how, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, other, maybe other communities don't know how they were treated after, uh, you know, after the war. They were just let go without any pensions, without any, uh, saying, and they're wounded and no, uh, you know, that's really shocking. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So, what that happened, and uh, mostly, um, especially in both World War One and World War II, mm. the whole country of Nepal was mm. open up for the British. So mm. all the youth, 20% of the youth in First World War, around 200,000 people, went mm. to, to the world to fight for alongside the British. And mm. 20,000, almost one in 10, didn't come back. And mm. most of them who came back, were uh, injured, and uh, you know they had a lot of uh, problems, and and they went back to Nepal. They were sent back to Nepal with uh, minimum, almost nothing. So mm. they had to uh, live uh, on their own without any support or whatsoever from the government and uh, and the British. So that was the terrible history, you know. So. Mm. No, in, in in world war II, uh 250000 almost 250000 uh youth from, from Nepal went to went to the war alongside uh, f- to fight alongside the british at that mm. time we only had uh, almost uh, 6 million people in the country and the whole country and the village you know there was almost no, no youth no men mm-hmm. inside you know mm-hmm. so and mm. almost 33000 of uh, them were either dead, uh, lost, or disappeared. So mm-hmm. it also had the similar things. Once they finished once the war was finished, uh, they they were just paid whatever they are due and sent back, packed, and sent back to home. You know, so the country also suffered the same fate as it, as it did in World War One. So that's the history of, of the Gurkhas. But uh, unfortunately. And nobody has written yet because the Gurkha couldn't write, and uh, those who could write didn't write. So mm. it was a very sad history. Yeah,
1: mm. you you bring out very clearly how the uh, you know the, the the ruling class exploited the Gurkhas, you know, in a in a sense by allowing the British to uh, recruit um, and take away the young men. So talk about that. Without it being written down in the treaty, right? You mentioned yeah, that, yeah. that it wasn't written uh, specifically, yet it was happening.
0: No, for, the, for the Gorkhas, actually it started in, in 1815 hmm. when the first Anglo-Gorkha war is was still on. Because that war uh, took place in two phases. Hmm. and The first phase uh, uh, lasted for eight months. Then at that time the the British had uh, over thirty thousand and better weapon and artillery's and artillery's but in our Nepalese the Gorkhas only had uh, people at uh, ten thousand twelve thousand people and mm-hmm. still they fought uh, very bravely and um, the British were so impressed by the fighting skill of the courage of the Gorkhas, they started to you know lure them back to their side so they can be enlisted and fight for them and it started from there already three uh, regiment were established from 5000 uh, deser- deserters in mm-hmm. the first anglo uh, gorkhas war but mm-hmm. of course they were not uh, mostly from nepal they are mostly from the the, the the newly acquired land in the northern part of india now Mm-hmm. at that time. But it mm-hmm. is started from that one. and uh, mm-hmm. But then the, when the uh, the first phase of the war ended, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. signed the uh, General Oktoloni and uh, General ambar Singh Thapa from Nepal. They signed mm-hmm. a, a treaty which we know as Sugoli Treaty. And mm-hmm. according to the and, and those, you know, the enlistment of the Gurkhas is not, not anywhere, not been recorded or saying on the treaty. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, said that it's uh, said to be a uh, secret uh, kind of secret uh, negotiation between the, the two generals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why he started from there. And as you know uh, why the British and the relationship between Nepal and British is still going on is strong after 200 years, only reason is the Gurkhas, nothing more. Mm-hmm. And it, anyway, it started from there, so it, mm-hmm. that was the story. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it is an unequal relationship, right? In yeah. a sense, yeah. in many ways, because they were not paid. Uh, they were not paid. What is their due, right? The Gurkhas. So
0: talk no, about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Talk about that. You yeah, the. No, the
0: only reason the British uh, enlisted the Gurkha was uh, because they were brave they were loyal unconditionally loyal and they were even better than the europeans uh, in the in the in the soldiering job but they were available in a in a fraction of the payment, in that you know fraction of the pay they pay, they had to pay for the british that was the main reason why they keep on coming back. Mm. There's nothing else. Mm. <laughs> that was okay until when they were in the in India. Mm. That was okay. But when mm. the, the British finally left uh, India in 1947 after the partition, mm. then things started to, you know, then the, this discrimination and this uh, imperative in the, in the pay was uh found out later on this problem mm. arises,
1: yeah hmm. yeah i suppose you know this sort of uh, discrimination is okay in a colonial world <laughs> but yeah. Once, yeah. Once, <laughs> yeah. once you know uh, all that is dismantled then you can't go on treating people as unequal you know yeah so i suppose that's the thing but uh um, also, you know that uh, chapter about uh, about Gurkha women was very interesting. And, you know the sacrifices of the Gurkha women. Talk about yeah. that that must be immense. I mean,
0: it's a main world, and you know? people only talk about men. And mm-hmm. uh, my book must be the first one that uh, has uh, and that talk about uh, that has written about the Gurkha woman. You know. Mm-hmm. We don't even uh, even myself. I didn't know that there were uh, our Gurkha women serving in the in the in the British Army mm. until I did the research, and okay. uh, yeah, they started from um, early 60s as mm. Q.A. officers, and mm. um, they went to UK. They trained in UK, and I was very uh, lucky to meet one of the uh, officer woman mm. Gorkha woman officer mm. uh, who. Uh, has served the uh, British Rukmani. Rukmani, yeah, Rukmani Still yes. mm-hmm. uh, lives in Australia now, and uh, okay. uh, I got all the details. I talked with her, and uh, she was very kind to provide me all the details, and uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, able to put her uh, all those details in the book. At the yeah. same time, so when all the men from Nepal went to went to the war, mm-hmm. you know, the you can imagine the. The, the pain and the, the, the frustration and all those sorrows uh, those women face in Nepal, you know. Mm-hmm. Without their mm-hmm. uh, husband, they had to not only um, take care of the family and the, and the land, but also fend uh, off other problems that uh, mm-hmm. we have in our society.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: it was, uh, and it was definitely not uh, easy. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, nobody talked about this. Hmm. So um, I was very lucky to, and I'm very happy that uh, I was able to put that also uh, in the in the book.
1: Hmm. And also very fascinating was that when you mentioned that you know the women and children fought alongside uh, the men in the anglo gurkha War.
0: That was uh, at the beginning uh, when in the. the beginning. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, when the Gurkhas uh, they started in India, their mm-hmm. their their children, you know, especially the sons, mm-hmm. uh, they 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 used to call uh, line boys, mm-hmm. and they used to follow their father, helping his mm-hmm. father with water, carrying water and ammunition, and mm-hmm. uh, even going to the war, war and fighting with them, and stay behind and. And supplying the weapons, the ammunition, like that, you know, they even mm-hmm. fought in the Sepoy the mutiny of eighteen fifty-seven and mm-hmm. fifty-eight, and yes. they, were, they were even awarded uh, some gallantry medals uh, afterward. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. quite uh, quite uh, interesting, you know. Then uh, they mm-hmm. used to do that until they reached the age of uh, uh, they became adult and they could join the army by themselves. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that was at the beginning, but they stopped afterward uh, once they mm-hmm. went back to, uh, after the partition, uh, okay. th- that was closed. But the British started uh, the, uh, the boys' company also in, uh, in Malaysia mm-hmm. uh, in early early 60s. But yeah. uh, that also uh, stopped after, um, uh, in 1969, when they had to leave uh, uh, Malaysia and go back to Hong Kong
1: hmm. Okay Okay and also very uh, uh, enlightening was a bit about the partition and about, about how the Gurkha uh, regiments you know saved so many lives and uh, 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 on both sides you know Hindu and Muslim uh, you know talk about that
0: The Gurkhas hmm. were uh, not only respected in India by then hmm. Hmm. but also they are uh, neutral you know yeah. They are neither Hindu nor Muslim. So, as mm-hmm. of that, uh, I think the people uh, from both the Hindu and uh, Muslim side uh, trusted them. As mm-hmm. of that, they were able to able to help them. At the same time, uh, it was right after the World War Two. Then, at that time, the Gurkhas had uh, quite a name. Has already made quite a name for themselves, and people had a great. Uh, you know great respect for them so whenever mm-hmm. they uh, our uh, grandfather used to tell us that uh, whenever they went there with with wedding a uh, gorkha then people would just follow you know just uh, just listen to them and because mm-hmm. of that uh, they were able to um, uh, uh, stop those violences and uh, separate them. And bring those Hindus from the India uh, from Pakistan to India, and also bringing uh, taking those Muslims from Punjab to uh, to Pakistan. And they were able to do that because of their uh, prestige and uh, also their neutrality. And uh, uh, I think that was uh, that was good. Yeah.
1: Okay, but uh, you are saying that, that neither Hindu nor Muslim, yeah, but aren't Gurkhas uh, and and they uh, like uh, and they Hindu?
0: I think this is uh, when the king was the uh, king was the Hindu. When there was oh. a king in Nepal, it uh, was a it was a Hindu. I mean, Nepal declared itself as a Hindu nation, but yes. Gurkhas are uh, in reality a little bit different. It's not about religion or anything, you hmm. know. For them, it's uh, mm. for Gorkhas, uh, It goes everything, you know. Like uh, we have in 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 Nepal, we have a uh, Hindu, we have Buddhists, we have Muslim, and uh, we can we can go anywhere, uh, you know. It doesn't matter. So okay. religion is not a very big thing for us. Although mm. the, 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 the Hindus uh, elites and uh, maybe politician who wants to emphasize that Nepal is a Hindu country, but for the Gorkhas community. Religion is, um, it's like a tradition, you know, it's just a tradition or custom. You do, or oh, you go to mm-hmm. temple, yes, why not? You do this thing, oh, do, okay. For example, for us, um, even we, you know, we do everything. Uh, we follow all the Hindu thing. We also follow Muslim. Yeah. Uh, say eh, it doesn't matter. So,
1: okay, yeah, okay. we're not that
0: uh, <laughs> uh <we speak laughs> on that matter, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. okay. So, it's not It's not that hard and fast?
0: No, no,
1: no, no not at all, not no, no, at all. No. Okay, okay. Unlike in India,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, no, no, yeah, not, not at all. That's Tim I. Gurung, author of Ayo Gurkhali, A History of the Gurkhas. This was a Hindustan Times production, brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.